We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cosmic being. We found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cover as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that we can cut with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. <sighs> Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we drink coffee and talk cults and fringe religious groups from around the world. Please be aware this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it can contain strong language and graphic or disturbing content. And this episode in particular is horrible. The group I have researched, I researched because I thought they weren't as bad as some other ones I was looking at, and it turns out they're even worse. This has, um, this episode will contain descriptions of definitely murder and some torture. Sorry. What a tippy-top start. We should explain, listeners, we've had quite a dark week in our research. I, um, yes. not the next group that I'll talk about, but the one after that. Oh. I was looking at this week, and at the same time as Sam was going, I, uh, I really don't like the stuff that I'm reading now, why are we doing this? I had just accidentally seen a large number of crime scene and autopsy photos and was doing the same thing on a weekday evening. So yes. we've, been, we've been journeying into the dark for you this week, listeners. We are drinking very, very strong coffee yeah. this week. Break for a sip. Mine's gin. Um, yeah, uh, thank you very much for all your Facebook and Instagram likes and comments. We had a lovely message from a listener saying that she'd been talking to her friends about it. So we appreciate that very much. If there's anything you ever want to get in contact with us about, we're coffeeandcults at gmail.com or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at coffeeandcults. And I know it's the boring thing that every podcast says, but if you do use things like iTunes, please do if you like us, leave a rating, leave a comment. We're saying that only because that helps us be more visible. Yeah, you don't have like to say positivity, anything particular. But yeah. it just really helps us get out to even more people. So please do take the time to do that. And we will love you forever. And ever. Amen. Um, amen. No. Anyway. So the group I'm going to tell you about today, John, is called the Ant Hill Kids. The Ant Hill Kids. The I don't Ant think I've ever heard of them. So they are a group from uh, Canada. Uh, from uh, the area around Montreal. Great. Slash Ontario. They move. Uh, it was founded by a gentleman. He's not a gentleman. It was founded by a <laughs> shithead yep. named uh, Roche. R-O-C-H. I'm going to call him Rock because I'm English and I cannot speak any other languages. Roche. Ro- Ro- uh, French. Roche. Roche. <laughs> oh, yeah. with this murder, you are really spoiling us. That's a reference that a for fans of advert? 90s Ferrero Rocher adverts. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to call him Rock because I am terrible at languages. Okay. Rock Terrio. Terrio, if you're French. Do you want to call him RT? I'm going to call him Rock because that's what's in my notes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was born on 16th of May, 1947, near Quebec. Uh, his parents were named Hyacinth and Pierrette. Hyacinth was his father's name, just as an... What? Yeah. That was a twist I didn't see coming, listeners. Yeah, I realised this later on. being a British person, I am only familiar with Hyacinth Bucket Hyacinth from Bucket. the popular 
but slightly ropey sitcom keeping up appearances. Yes, my grandma is very much like Hyacinth Bucket. Welcome to the bouquet residence. Exactly. The lady of the house speaking. That's why I thought I'd mention it, just because it made me laugh. Um, So growing up, uh, Hyacinth and Pierrette were involved in um, a Roman Catholic organisation called the White Berets. The White Berets. The White Berets. It's a bold colour choice for a beret. As valid as any other, I suppose. A beret is a bald hat decision. That's true. Yeah. Um, so they would they would go out um, in a, kind of the same way as like the Jehovah's Witnesses or someone would do. They go out and knock doors and okay. talk to people about their particular uh, aspect of uh, Roman Catholicism. Okay. Uh, Rock was a really voracious reader as a kid. He tried to learn loads about different religions and different uh, like science and stuff like that. He loved reading oh, okay. and learning about stuff. Um, but he felt like school wasn't really going fast enough for him. So he dropped out when he was 13. Oh, wow. Because he thought he was smarter than everyone else. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. I was going to make a really terrible comparison then. I'm not going to. What? Go on. I was going to say, like Jess in the current series of Gilmore Girls that I'm watching, but that's not a helpful reference wow, for anyone. that is the gayest thing you've ever said. <laughs> he is my favourite of Rory's boyfriend. I, oh, Edit that I out, Sam. I don't know where you go from here. Edit that out, John. <laughs> so when, uh, when Rock dropped out of I'm school... I'm trying to keep it light. Sorry, yeah, Sam. Yeah, good try. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting something quite that uh, gay. <laughs> Uh, please clarify that you are actually gay and I'm not being horrible. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I'm not outing you on our podcast. Oh, this has gone strangely already. This is the gin effect, I think. Not mm-hmm. that I'm, I have coffee here. Um, I am indeed gay. We'll edit this all out. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's good. Maybe some of it will keep in. You <laughs> oh. don't know what to... Anyway. <clears throat> When Rock dropped out of school, he started reading the Old Testament of the Bible, of the Christian Bible. Well, that's one of the best two testaments. Yeah, yeah, at least in the top two of the testaments. (laughs) Gin, friends. That's a top two testament right there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, growing up, dropped out of school at 13. uh, They'd moved back to this mining town called Thetford Mines. So he just work and stuff. Uh, he got married at the age of twenty to a lady called Francine. Oh, nice. Maybe that's where I got the name from in our previous episode. Possibly about the kittens. It's also, I'm just going for all the weird references. Uh, popular deceased fake psychic Sylvia Brown. Her spirit guide was called Francine, which is like the least spirit guide name I've ever heard. More spiritual than Ben, isn't that Derek Chorus? Sam. Sam. Oh. <clears throat> um, so he... Uh, Francine, name. Uh, uh, they moved to Montreal and had two children. Now, I know you're not, but some of our listeners might be a listener of Crime in Sports. Okay. Uh, the podcast one uh, podcast presented by James Petrogallo and Jimmy Wisman, who have a particular guidelines of things that you're not supposed to do because it makes you a murderer. Okay. For instance, don't name your kid Junior. Is one of them. Okay. Rock moves to Montreal and has a kid named Rock Jr. Dickhead. What do you mean? Uh, so there's, that's one ding 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 on Donald Crown Trump Jr. Oh yeah, he's a shining gem of a human. Exactly. Uh, and his uh, their other son was called Francois, the male version of Francois. Francine. 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 
Francine. This episode is going in a very strange direction. It's going to get so freaking dark. We're Enjoy just this it light, bit. listeners. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's going dark now. This is as early as it's happening. We are eight minutes into recording. That soon? Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rock, at kind of in his early 20s, fell quite ill. Uh, and he had uh, like chronic stomach pain. He had stomach ulcers. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he was yeah suffering from this chronic pain. He went for uh, surgery on his stomach. Um, so we're in the late 60s here. Uh, surgery on his stomach, which was successful, but uh, he came out with something called dumping syndrome uh which is oh where... that is the worst name for a syndrome it's not it's not like pooping syndrome it's called it uh i can't remember exactly it's just what not it a nice about. name i wasn't thinking no. poo related necessarily um but it it left him even after the surgery left him with chronic pain but just not the effects of the ulcers um told you before rock was a voracious reader mm-hmm. so suddenly his interest became into surgery and medical books and anatomy books and that sort of thing so suddenly he wanted to know everything he could about this he's suffering from chronic pain and as can happen he became quite withdrawn his personality started to change um they move the family moved back to thetford mines where rock grew up that is crime in sports point number two do not move home It's the millennial curse. And we're coming up to crime and sports point number three, which is finding religion. Uh, I hope Jimmy and James are proud of me. Um, they uh, So moving back to uh, Thetford Mines, uh, Rock joined the Shriners. Okay. Remind me about them. I thought I'd remember. I remember. Uh, they're a, a strand of the Freemasons. Oh, okay. Please Google it because I haven't and that's all I will be doing. So if you're interested to know more, please Google yeah. it. I will be when we finish. In his, you know, Shriner's experience, he started to piss everybody off because he hated Roman Catholics so much. Because he hated his upbringing. He really didn't okay. agree with being in, a, in the White Berets when he was a kid. He hated it. And so he'd openly do... slag off the Roman Catholics to the Shriners yeah. who are a Catholic organisation. So would they take him like door to door when they were doing all of that sort of stuff? I'm just thinking that, like today, we walked past quite a strong religious group, and there were two smartly dressed children who were yeah. two of the representatives. Oh yeah, no, when he was a kid, they would take him around. Yeah. Sorry, see, that's weird. And we've had that a few times here, where it's been like a kid that's been at the door with two oh, parents no. stood behind them, and the kids telling you about why you should join. And you X, listen because you don't want to be rude to a child. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So they would, and he would get bullied because God, children yeah, would I see bet. him. So that's another reason that he hated yeah. that. That particular form of Roman Catholicism. Uh, so Rock is living in Thetford Mines with Francine and Rock Jr. and Francois. Uh, little family. He keep travelling in and out of Quebec, he said, to sell his woodworks. But really, he was meeting up with women. <laughs> That's a good euphemism that I'm going to start using in my life, Sam. Oh, you're going to sell your yeah. woodworks. Mm, so. Or are you in- are you interested in my woodwork? No, I'm not going to say that to people. I just realised I haven't showed you a picture of Rock yet. Oh, is it going to be good? Uh, no. He's a dickhead. You will find out. Here you go. This is uh, slightly later on in his life, but that's the man. Oh, okay. There, he looks quite a, intense. I've got a colour picture as well that I can show you. So you can see he's... he's yeah. He looks a bit, reader, like a cross between a shepherd and an Old Testament prophet, appropriately mm-hmm. enough. So there we go. This is the man we're talking about. A really about. bad haircut. 
Yeah, yeah, not a strong hairline there. No. Well, or there is, because he's shaved the first half yeah. of his head off. Head off, hair off. <laughs> Ouch. Um, yeah, so he would... Um, and one particular woman that he'd go and meet up with was a lady called Giselle. Because of his uh, chronic pain condition and uh, his general shitty mood, he started to run out of money, his home was repossessed, his wife left him. His wife took the children. Oh, wow. Left him alone. So he needed to seek comfort somewhere. Uh, I just just want you to hang on. Can I just stay in this moment for a second where Mm -hmm. I feel sympathy towards him before you read the next bit? Sure thing. And then just read this sentence I've put in capital letters. Out loud? Yep. So he became a Seventh-day Adventist. That's the right thing to do, isn't it? Join a an apocalypse religion. Yes. Yes. Uh, so he instantly gave up meat and alcohol, whereas he'd been well quite dependent on alcohol to manage his chronic pain. Uh, gave up meat and alcohol, and he began, uh, through the Seventh-day Adventist church, leading um, quit-smoking workshops. Okay. As, you know, part of... Uh, in the same way the kittens run their various courses, the yep. Seventh-day Adventists apparently run workshops to help you quit smoking. He did really well at these uh, quit smoking workshops in the same way that I said about um, Chuck Diedrich in the Synanon episode. People really enjoyed listening to him speak. Okay. Um, and he really taught them something you know, that they found interesting. And people started grouping around Rock. Mostly people who were female and in their late teens or early 20s started being really drawn to this man. Is that demographic really drawn to Seventh-day Adventism? Maybe if you've grown up in that religion and suddenly this new man that you're not related to comes in. Oh, okay, so like within that group, I see what you mean. Um, And, you know, he's so he's now openly able to have sex with Giselle. He doesn't have to hide it anymore from his wife because his wife's gone. And all these people, so we're in the mid-70s now, all these people start hanging around at Giselle's apartment. Great. All together, you know... Rock and Giselle, and then a bunch of these women, these uh, late teens, early twenties women. Exactly. Uh, In so they became like a little group. In 1977, they went to a Seventh Day Adventist retreat, and two more women joined their little group, and they started becoming more active in the um, in the these stop smoking workshop things. While he was at this retreat in 1977. He experienced his first vision oh, wow. of God. So while hiking alone, luckily that no one else was there to verify this, he saw um, white lightning in the sky and heard God say the ground he was walking on was holy. Oh wow! So he heard the voice of God. So suddenly he thinks that must be it. Oh, I, I always wonder with things like that what they're describing are they is it like you hear a voice in your head and it was like that he just had a strong sense of it is he saying he literally saw is he saying it was like an external voice that's i'm just always fascinated by what what yeah. they're actually describing yeah whether it, what that experience hey, actually hey, was Rock, this is god <laughs> you Hi. are on holy ground this ground here great yeah little uh, dramatic reenactment there for you listeners maybe that's something we'll do more of uh this is a quote from Rock. Okay, so I've said that the the women had started forming this little group. Yep. They'd all kind of started living together now. Great. As well. 
and uh, Rock said, the fact that colleagues came and came to live and work with me led to some serious organisational problems. They'd all left paid jobs to devote their time to this new work, the anti-smoking workshops. Oh, okay. Since my courses had no set fee and participants paid what they could, it was impossible to pay my helpers. This is what prompted us to create a commune. Cool. Hello, welcome to my cult. Way. Now, now, I'm sure there are non-culty communes. Yes. I don't think this is going to turn out to be one, is it? Because at the moment it sounds like a nice group of friends getting together to it does, help it? people stop smoking. Sort of, yeah. So uh, Rock moved with eight women. Okay. Oh, no, seven women, one man, I believe. Okay. Yep. Uh, and they moved south of Quebec City and opened a clinic called the Healthy Living Clinic. That's a good kind of clinic. The Healthy Living Clinic. Don't go to the Unhealthy Living Clinic next no. door. That's no good. Um, so in this uh, clinic, they sold like health literature, so alternative medicine-y sort of literature, and organic food, baked goods. Okay. Sort of thing. Like a Holland and Barrett for the 1970s. Was Holland and Barrett around then? Other shops are available. Um, they so do they... really good veggie fish fingers. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. I'll try. So they they were all living together, and they were they all wore ankle length tunics to look alike as their like uniform. Oh, okay. In, this little... in in what color? Uh, white. Lovely. The you know the cheapest color. You can buy a bed sheet and just cut a hole in it. And yep, that's there's true. There's your ankle length tunic. Um, and they lived a pure existence, sheltered from temptation and sin. Awesome. Yeah, sounds lovely, doesn't it? No. Um, so apart from the one lady who was there with her husband, which is why I think it was seven women, one man. Oh, I see. So he was the husband. Okay. Yeah. So there was a man who'd been attracted to this guy's way of speaking, but he was married. So he, yeah, he brought his wife and his, he, he was like, yep, uh, Maud, I don't have her name because it's hidden for reasons that will become very obvious later okay. on. Uh, we're going to go live with this guy. And she was like, okay, if we have to. So all these other women were vying for Rock's attention. Yeah. Uh, Giselle, who he'd been with for a couple of years, you know, while he was cheating on his wife, etc., um, got jealous and proposed to him. So Rock and Giselle got married in oh. 1978. See, this so far is just a nice story of nice things happening to people, apart from his, you know, terrible upbringing and stomach pain, etc. Yeah. Okay, so uh, here's the first death. Okay. Do I need <laughs> Sorry, to keep John. a tally of... No, there's no point. Um, so, the... separate. Uh, there's this lady called uh, Geraldine O'Claire. Okay. And Geraldine was in hospital being treated for leukaemia. Geraldine's husband went to one of Rock's anti-smoking seminars. And Rock convinced him that the healthy living clinic was the right place for him to move his wife. Oh, wow. To receive alternative treatment. Oh dear. So Rock had always thought he was smarter than everyone else. He'd learned English in one of these small towns in Canada that they only spoke French. Yeah. Um, so he always had this superiority thing. He'd read so many books about medicine and, ato- and anatomy and that sort of thing. The right thing for your wife is to move her here to my clinic and uh, we'll put her on this special diet and the council will go. Uh, so he, the man moved his wife, moved his wife to this mm. clinic. Uh, Rock put her on a regimen of grape juice and organic food. Great. What do you think happened, John? 
she yes. um she had a total remission and lived happily ever after. No, she died very quickly, and there were no charges brought for her death because she'd gone there voluntarily. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, but it made the um police pay attention to this group. Already. Oh, okay. They suddenly same way synonym. Suddenly they go, oh, something's going wrong there. Well, I guess because they'd have had to. Like the coroner, I guess, would have had to be involved and do an autopsy and then go, oh, hang on, what is this place that you're yeah, staying exactly. in? Yeah, exactly. That's so sad. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. I did warn you this episode is sad. It's rough. It's all rough. I was going to say, let's do a happy one one episode, but there's not going to be an interesting thing? happy cult, is there? No. Uh, so Rock is, he's still uh, presenting these uh, quit smoking workshops, um, but he gets um, expelled from the Seventh-day Adventist Church in April of 1978 for uh, carrying on drinking alcohol, uh, even though he preaches not to. Busted. Um, and he was stealing money from them because he wasn't, the people who were paying for these smoking workshops, he wasn't giving as oh, enough shit. to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Double busted. Exactly. So he takes this as a sign that actually he's doing the right thing in his healthy living clinic and the Seventh-day Adventist church just don't understand him and he should be, you know, he should be more controlling of the people that he had. Seems legit. Yeah. So he decided that two of his followers should marry each other. Cool. Yeah. Bit of romance. That has happened in a couple of the other groups we've talked about as well. Yeah, it's funny and interestingly in the one I'm going to talk about next time. Ah, after red these, flag, man. Yeah, big red flag. After these two uh, followers get married, they, you know, no previous relationship with each other, he thinks, ah, well, those two, it worked for those two. Why don't you two get married? Just marries off another two. The group's grown a little bit, but um, luckily this group never gets to more than 40 members. Okay. Okay. God, somehow that makes it worse, doesn't it? That within that 40, suddenly it's like, right, you two. Yeah. Good luck. Exactly. Um, that is an awkward This is 40 wedding members, reception. not all adults as well. We haven't got to the children part yet. Um, You've said that in such an ominous voice. It's, it is really ominous. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm sorry, I'm going to get through this as quickly as possible. I'm trying to make this an entertaining episode for you listeners. I'm trying my very best. But I had to have a break when I was researching this as an idea of how great it was. Yeah, so these other two, uh, other two people get married. Um, and his ceremonies, so he, they, they weren't legally married, they were married by Rock in his uh, okay. form of oh, whatever this bullshit is. Um, and they really, his ceremonies really emphasised how women should be subservient to men. And that men were the tippy top. Isn't it women. funny how that keeps coming up as a theme in these stories as well? Yeah, except for then, then you've got leaders like Anne Hamilton Byrne, who obviously it's not true for her. Well, that's true. So it's not just... Oh, and sort of Octavia, I guess, although yeah. she was pretty... Women know your place as well. Yeah. Interesting. Very. Um, so by this time, mid-1978, kind of April, June time, uh, Giselle was pregnant with a child with Rock and she got quite jealous of all this kind of, all, all his matchmaking and thinking yeah. all these people should be married and whatever. And so she asked Rock to break it all up, to break up the commune. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is a really early point, you know, in this podcast where what, 25 minutes into recording though she's asked him to break it up his response was mm. to punch her and leave her locked in a room for two days until she changed her mind jesus yeah it doesn't get any better from here sorry wow. let me just drink some gin mm. 
In July of 1978, Rock has this revelation. Oh no. The world is going to end in 1979. So it's probably best that the group move to a different location because uh, the holy ground that he was hiking on before would be protected from the apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they move to this place. It's um, on a hill uh, near the... I don't know how to say this. It's French. San Jogue Mountain... uh, San Jogue Village. Sounds good. Saint J-O-G-U-E-S. Jogue. Hmm? And he called the hill the Eternal Mountain. And so the followers built a cabin and they set up tents and they gradually tried to start building more and more buildings, which is where the name Ant Hill Kids came from. Because Rock would sit there and watch them all building and think they looked like ants in a hill. I mean, that's quite psychologically revealing, isn't it? Very. Also, it sounds like an adorable early American TV show about children getting into scrapes. Wasn't that a... Isn't that a thing? Yeah, there are a few... Like Like gangs of of children getting into scrapes like that in American TV, I think. Yeah. So in this place, they they started rationing food. So Um, they bought this bit of land then? Yeah, they bought this bit of land, but they're just setting up... Wherever they want, yeah. Yeah, a little commune on it. Um, Food started being rationed. um, And at this point, one woman decided to leave, as did a family which consisted of a father, mother and a child. Okay. And decided to leave. There are three other children in this group. Four? Three? Three other children in this group at the moment. So he started becoming even more controlling. This um, this episode's going to go quite quickly because it's really horrible. So it's going to go quite fast, I'm Bless afraid. You. Um, so he became more controlling. The members weren't allowed to speak to each other without Rock present. Oh, so God. So he was not allowed to exchange any words. How do you even they... police that? Well, you police, you self-police, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I guess so. And it's just the thing of... Red flag. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were not allowed to have sex without permission. So even if you'd been permitted to speak to each other, even if you weren't speaking, you couldn't go and have some quiet sex with somebody in the background because he would have to give explicit permission for you to do those explicit acts. Can I just say quiet sex in the background is the most romantic thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> quiet sex in the background. Trying to keep it light, listeners. Keeping it light, keeping it light. Uh, so, he also came to this other revelation while they were waiting for the apocalypse to come in February 1979. Spoiler, didn't happen. Oh, shit. Uh, he was a reincarnation of not Jesus. Not Jesus. Oh, Moses. he's not going to join our Jesus club. Moses. He is the reincarnation of Moses. And so the followers would have to call him Moses or Papa. And Giselle would be Papa, called... can you hear me? Um, and Giselle would be called Mama. And then he suddenly... Oh, Wait, oh this isn't going to be a the Mama's and the Papa's origin story, <laughs> is it, Sam? All the leaves Nobody's are brown gonna... the sky is brown and everything is brown because it's all horrible. And then someone <laughs> dies on a eating a ham sandwich, is that right? I don't know. Continue. What do you mean? I'll continue. Um, so, you know, these revelations are coming thick and fast now. Pew, pew, pew. Maybe he should be a polygamist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So he becomes a polygamist. All the previous... Again, isn't that a weird, common... Yeah. All these people are listening to me. I can have whatever I want. I want all of those women. And, you know, I'm, you know, all for polyamory. Mm -hmm. Polygamy, if everyone's happy and okay and great. Consenting and no one's in a position of power that the others... Love it. Yeah. But it's interesting, again, with lots of these 
groups or with weird setups where suddenly that becomes a mm-hmm. becomes really important to it somehow. Yeah. Interesting. Um. So so all the way through. Oh, he so says he's a polygamist. No, no, no. He uh, annulled all the previous marriages that he'd put. Oh, so all the pe- previous joy. people who'd gone, yeah, oh, you guys marry each other. Nah, that doesn't count anymore, actually. Um, and he married nine women, including Giselle, who he was legally married to. He married eight other women. Uh, I've got a photograph that I can show you of Rock and all his wives. Once again, these will be found on Instagram. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's only eight on there. But that's a list. That's the women there. This is a pause while John has a look at the picture. Aww. They all look really nice. Yeah. Not that look... that means anything in terms of the thing, no. but it's like they all just look like very normal, sweet, lovely, although mostly older women. I don't know. I think they're all around the same age. If you look at him, he's, where are we, 1978. Uh, so he's 34. Okay, yeah, so maybe all around that sort of. Like mid, he's Fine. like in his mid thirties. He looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, he is loving life. I'm just, you know, nine, nine wives. That's a lot of, at the risk of sounding yeah. like a 1980s stand-up routine. That's a lot of work, isn't it? That's a lot of mother-in-laws. <laughs> I like that. That voice, Sam, was like 1970s stand-up comedian crossed with 1930s gangster. <laughs> My mother-in-law is so fatsy. <laughs> Keeping it light. <laughs> Keep it up. Right. Uh, so, have you clocked what year we're in, John? We're in 1978. What big cult-based thing happens in 1978? Oh, shit. Is that Jonestown? Correct. November, Jonestown massacre happens. So this is a common theme in the cults that I've been investigating, is that Jonestown occurs at the same time, simultaneously, and suddenly there's... Uh, a police interest so in mean these other groups. Fortieth anniversary this year would have been. Oh yeah, it will be November. So because of this Jonestown attention, he gets a psychological evaluation from the police. <laughs> it's about the time. Police take him away and they evaluate him psychologically. Remember, our signs of a cult leader though is that they're charismatic, they're charming. Oh, do they end up loving him? They love him. They find he's normal. Um, he explained that the commune lived in peace and without promiscuity, apart from himself, but he's not going to admit to that, does Sounds he? Sounds boring, see? doesn't it, listener? Yeah. <laughs> wow, see? <laughs> um, and so the police release him. They say, okay, cool. Just wanted to check that you were all right, but you seem to be. Oh, man. Um, so because the uh, police attention has been relaxed, he got worse. Worse and worse. Well, I guess he feels like he can do anything then. Yeah, yeah, he's had the kind of police approval. So they're they're making their living by uh, still they're selling baked goods. So it's like a fu- a fun bakery thing. I said fun. I didn't mean to say fun. It's like a bakery thing. <laughs> a really sad bakery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is nearly the time that it starts getting bad, and I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, are you going to oh. whiz through? Do you want me to not interrupt you when you're going through the no, bad stuff? Okay, Do you just you want to pile through? But we are okay. going to whiz. Not not urinate. I mean, just whiz through. Go fast. Join our Patreon to hear us whizzing. <laughs> in other no, ways. That's a, that isn't, I'm not agreeing to that. Um, so, oh, I'm really glad that we're friends and you're making me laugh through this because it's fucking awful. <laughs> 
Um, just to be clear, that's that's not a real laugh. I'm just no. trying to make Sam laugh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so he abandons... Oh, this isn't where it gets really worse. This isn't too bad. Okay. He abandons vegetarianism. Dun, dun, dun. Well, that's murder. Uh, yeah, meat is murder. Speaking of which, I've got lasagna to make tonight with beef. Um, he he became really dictatorial now. Police aren't looking at him anymore. They think he's all right. Um, if anyone fell asleep in his sermons, they'd be hit with a club. Wait, a, a club? Yeah, like Fred Flintstone might have. Jesus. A, a big old So not club. like a, a friendly little bit of bamboo or something just to keep you no, alert? And not one on... of the British chocolate bars. Oh. Join our club. If you like a lot of, of hitting while you're oh. sleeping. Join, join our, our club. Cult. Oh dear. I'm trying to keep it light and I realise it sounds like I'm being insensitive. It's just because I'm afraid of how dark this is going to get. It. My next two sentences are awful. Okay. And then the next paragraph is awful. It's all awful. It's, yeah. Okay. Just um, understand, listeners, if I say something silly or ridiculous, it's just because I'm trying to undermine the horror. Yeah. I really hope you're still listening as well, because I worked really hard on this research and I feel like if I had to hear it, you should hear it. Um, <laughs> So uh, once, um, so remember I said the food was rationed? Once there was a woman who ate too many pancakes. She had more than her allocation of pancakes. And so he broke two of her ribs. He hit her so hard that he broke two of her ribs. Um, most sinister in this paragraph, I put most sinister and then I carried on researching yeah. and found even more fucked up stuff. Um, uh, one of the members of the group had um, multiple sclerosis. Um, and the the grocer nearby was really fond of her. And so he'd pimp out this woman to the grocer in exchange for what? meat, milk and cheese. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, I've gone off him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in this at this point, we're still between uh, November of 1978 and February of 1979. Remember, that's when he thinks the world's going to end. So oh, we're still in, those, in that two-month interim period this is happening. Such a schoolboy error to give a specific date for the end of the world. Oh, How yes. many people have been caught by that? Trip? Oh, yes. Um, so remember I said about the the, uh, the man who was there who brought his wife and the, the wife didn't really want to be there, but she was there to support her husband. Yes. Um, she she wasn't happy with how this was all going. She didn't like the being hit with a club if she fell asleep. She didn't like the woman getting her ribs broken. So she begged her husband if they could leave. Yeah. Rock heard about this and he ordered the husband to cut off one of his wife's toes. What? The husband didn't want to. escalated really quickly. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. The husband was like, uh, uh, actually, no, I, I, no, I really would prefer not to do that. I want to stay with you. I want to listen to what you've got to teach. But I, I really don't want to help my bits wife. off my wife. That's insane. Rock said, if you want to be a man, you have to learn how to teach your woman a lesson. Rock picked up an axe and said, if you don't cut off one of her toes, I'm going to cut off her whole foot. So the guy cut off his wife's little toe. That silence is a natural silence where we're both fucked off. I just... <laughs> I mean, where do, you, where do you even start? A, with doing that. B, with being able to do that. C, with it being your wife. D... With knowing that she doesn't agree with this group, E with then having to go to her. Look, I'm going to do this. To... Yep. 
I just can't, I just can't imagine I just can't imagine it. No, it's it's totally incomprehensible, isn't it? And yeah. also for him, that feels like a weird escalation. Not that I want yeah. people to run cults in a sane and logical way or expect no. that, but, but obviously they to think like the world's to do gonna that, end, ju- don't they? He thinks the world's going to end, so whatever they do is just in order to get them into heaven. You know that he's trying to make them live in. Oh, you know, well that is a bit like sin, the panaceas so. or like um, uh, order of the solar temple. Then, in where it's yeah. like everything that's happening to us is about the whole world and all existence. Exactly, so and we're going to be saved from justifies. the apocalypse, but only if you're all purified and you're all cleansed of the sin that you've got. And your the sin, sin is of to toes. <laughs> well, to run away. The sin you of correct away, balance so when your... you're standing barefoot. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. So. February 1979 rolls around and it carries on and we get through February of 1979 and people kind of in the in the group uh, go oh well he wasn't right about that was he like and then so Rock comes out and says actually it's you know it's really difficult to understand what God's saying to you and you know getting clarification on dates and times he's not very clear he's not got a very good schedule you know it's definitely (laughs) his planner is a fucking mess Um, so they, they continue to sell baked goods to get by and to, God, I'd really, uh, I'd really like to sell them. Yeah. Just all those groups where that end of the world, whether it's Harold Camping or whoever, Mm. why has no one done this? I would like a documentary that is just being with those, where you know that those groups are (gasps) going on, that you just film with them on that day and then you get like a little compilation of. Because that's happened so many times now. It seems to be happening again a lot more. Yeah. I don't know, in the last 20 or 30 years or so on. Yeah. Because how do you... If you really believe that, I don't know how you how you compute when it doesn't happen and still stay in the group. So they're still selling these baked goods to get by. Um, if people wanted to leave the group at this point... Um, it he... was fine, and they could just go with no questions asked, and they'd get a baked good each of their choosing. He would hit them with belts or hammers, suspend them from the ceiling, pull their what? hair out. You can't and... just gloss over suspend them from the ceiling. Like, how? Ropes. Shit, And he would shit on them. John's just looking at me open mouth. That's kind of how I feel. I'm sorry this isn't the most fun episode. And there were others you know, helping him with that. This is a big famous cult, so we're going to talk to them. Well, no one was stopping him. And, you know, he had his he had his nine wives that would help. God. So God. by this time, uh, Rock had three children. One was uh, Giselle's, who she was pregnant with when they, you know, earlier on. And then he had two children by... Uh, other women, and bear in mind that he also has his two children from his first marriage. Yeah. And they're still with their mother. Well, and those are just the ones we know about as well. Well, yeah. Um, and there were three more children in the commune, so two two-year-olds and a six or eight-year-old, I think. After Just after February, in the mid part of 1979, um, the lady who had MS yeah. uh, went into coma and died. Holy shit. Um, but no foul play was expected. No foul play was found in her, where yeah. the coroner's inquest or whatever happened. So during this time, um, a man called Guy Veer, V-E-E-R, uh, joined the group. Um, he'd just been uh, released from a mental institution where he'd been for a 
severe depression and uh, suicidal thoughts and that sort of thing. They decided this guy was the, the right guy to look after some of the children that, that weren't Rock's children. They, he wasn't good enough to he look after like Rock's children. He seemed like a good match. Yeah. That he wasn't good enough to look after Rock's children. Rock thought he was unworthy to look after them, but he could look after the other three kids. In May of 1980, Rock Jr. and Francois, his children from his first marriage, yep. come and live with their dad in the commune. So How in, old were they? Uh, 1980. Sorry, hold on. I'm just going back in my pages. Uh, maybe like teens. Okay. So sort of by their choice then, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. When you, you know, if your parents have separated, you, oh, I want to go and live with dad. I want to go and live with mum. He's got a commune and lots of wives. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he lives this organic life. He doesn't. So there are two slightly varying stories here. And um, listeners, if if you're particularly squeamish, if you've got, um, yeah, if you're any kind of sensitive, skip on about five minutes um, and don't ever listen to this bit. I'm not sure I want to listen no. to it the way you're setting it up. So. Um, it's really horrible. This is the point that I had to stop and... And take a break. And take a break. So Rock's version of the story is that Veer was looking after um, a two-year-old kid named Samuel who was crying too much. So Veer punched this child um, and then gave the child, gave Samuel to one of Rock's wives to take care of and the child died. Um, Giselle's version of the story... <sighs> Doesn't exactly dispute the other version, um, but instead of uh, Samuel being handed to one of Rock's wives, Samuel was handed to Rock. And remember I said that Rock was really interested in uh, medical things? Oh no! Um, So Rock injected 94% ethanol solution into Samuel's stomach and attempted to circumcise the child, um, and the child died after the operation. Why was that his answer to anything? he just wanted to have a go yeah uh also you remember the lady whose uh, toe got cut off yeah she was samuel's mother he did he had a problem with that family yep i've got some tears in my eyes now let's have a little pause this is really horrible Right, continuing. Uh, in September of 1980, uh, Rock decided that Veer should be punished for his uh, part in Samuel's death. Okay. Uh, however, whatever extent that part may be in the truth, we only know those two versions of the story. So, so had the po- had the police? No, no, he's only a baby. He's only two years old. So it's something that's really easy to. Oh, so they just hadn't told anyone. No, no, it just happens within the commune. It's the commune's problem. He decides that Veer should be castrated as an appropriate uh, punishment for the death of this baby. Um, And Veer wrote and signed a consent letter saying, I consent to be castrated by Rock. Um, Signed it, you know, so it's all official. I'm pretty sure that was under some kind of duress. There's definitely something more to that story as well then, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Rock castrates him, and he he recovers with help from uh, Rock's wives. They treat him with like salt water to uh, close the wound and that sort of thing, and he survives. He recovers from this surgery. Yikes. Um, but 
later on, Rock thinks he hasn't been punished enough, so beats him. He beats him up, um, and Veer escapes from the group. Veer runs away and tells police that a baby had died after being kicked by a horse. So this is when police find out about Sam's yeah. death, and so police. With the most the implausible compound. story ever mm-hmm. told. Yep, the police raid the compound. They come in. Sure. They arrest Rock. They arrest Veer and several other followers, and. Uh, Rock uh, was convicted on charges of bodily harm with intent to mutilate. Um, other members, like some a couple of Rock's wives, were charged with neglect of this child, mm. etc. Um, and Rock was incarcerated for two years with three years probation. And Veer was put back in a into a mental institution. That doesn't seem like very much for intent to what was it? Intent to mutilate. Intent to mutilate. Remember, Veer had signed this consent form. Uh, okay. So that must have got him around some yeah, stuff I there. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, this is a little brief happy moment. Let's drink some gin. Yum, yum. Don't know what you're talking about. I'm on the coffee. Coffee-flavoured gin. Oh, that'd be horrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love coffee, I love gin, but I'm not sure I'd like them together. No. Um. So yeah, he's in prison. Uh, he He's... You know, after all the sentencing and things like that have gone on, it takes two years for him to be convicted, um, in which he's kept in custody. Okay, well that's good at least. So he is released in February 1984. And his followers reassemble, but they can't go to the same area. They can't go back to um, uh, the, what did he call it? The Eternal Mountain. Uh, So they... uh, They had to go to the semi-permanent mountain. Yeah. So they build a cabin near uh, Burnt River, Ontario, which I looked up on Google Maps. It looks like a really beautiful part of the world. But uh, If you're from Ontario and you've been there, give us a shout. Oh, please do. We've got some Canadian listeners. Have you seen? I'm sorry if this is super upsetting Canadian listeners. It's upsetting for us too. Um, So there are uh, never more than 40 members. Rock overall has 20 children between his nine wives. Jesus. Which is a lot. So if you bear in mind, so that that leaves twenty adults, doesn't it? Oh, I twenty see. adults. Nine of them are wives, so eleven adults that are following. God, it's such a small, intense group, then, isn't it? Super small and super small for all this horrible shit to happen. Okay, this is the worst bit. Okay, are can you, you right? believe? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, literally written in my notes is all horrid stuff as fast as pos, and I'll just show John this. What my note says? Uh, it says in large, beautiful handwriting, though, uh, letters, fuck me, this is horrible. Yes. Okay, so between uh, 1984 and 1988, his um, fascination with medical things hadn't waned. Oh. Um, and so he took to performing surgeries. He felt like he was equipped to perform surgeries. Um, he would spy on members and then say God had told him what they'd done, whereas he'd sent a wife or some one of his kids or listen to them himself oh, to what Jesus. they've been doing and then he'd say that God had given him that information. So he's lost the plot completely then at this point. Oh, totally. Totally, literally batshit crazy. Um, he, Despite all the bad stuff that would happen, despite not getting the results he wanted from his um, experiments, remember Samuel's circumcision yep. didn't work, etc. Um, he believed his medical interventions were working. And he would force his wives to become his medical assistants in his surgeries. He would perform these surgeries when he was drunk. 
He'd use kitchen knives, pliers, regular DIY equipment. Like they did to Samuel, would inject 94% ethanol solution into their stomachs. Remember, they're still getting by by selling baked goods. People are still buying fucking cakes and pastries from these people. I don't even know. Ethanol into the stomach. I don't even know where you get that as an idea that that's a useful... Absolutely no idea. Fuck. Um, So the the members of this group were... um, going through hard labour, trying to build these compounds. They were isolated. They weren't allowed to speak to anybody else, like all, all yeah. cults that we've looked at. Um, totally exploited for all their work. They'd be punished uh, for not meeting bakery quotas and not selling enough pastries, for not building Shit, fast man. enough, etc. Um, really... who's, who's going along to that bakery? And Jesus. They'd sell them door to door. Oh, even the, what, somehow 80s, that's even creepier. They're just walking oh, around, yeah. hello, please buy my cakes. And he'd refer to, refer to all this, all this surgery, etc., as cleansing to remove sin. Ready for this? I don't know if I am. Let me have a drink. Hang on. Okay. I'm going to have one too. Listeners, please have a drink. If you're driving, don't. If you don't drink alcohol, it can be a drink of anything. He pulled out teeth, had followers amputate each other's fingers and toes. Fuck! In what he said were displays of loyalty. I'm just going to keep going. Yep. He ripped out fistfuls of hair or plucked them out one by one. He amputated otherwise healthy limbs, burned and branded skin, used his followers as his personal toilet, sexually abused both the children and the adults, as well as performing enemas on them. Children were even reportedly nailed to trees and pummeled by rocks thrown by other children. He would make his followers sit on lit stoves, sit naked in the cold and whip and beat them. They they were forced to shoot each other in the shoulders and to break their own legs with sledgehammers. They were forbidden to go to the hospital. Sometimes he would urinate on them or force them to perform analingus on one another or smear themselves with each other's faeces. He didn't like one of his children, one of his baby sons, so he ordered the mother to leave the child outside in a wheelbarrow where the child froze to death. Yep. We're just having a little moment of quiet here. I'm sure you are too. I tried to get through that as quickly as possible. Yep. Well, I think this might be the worst group we've looked at. I think this might be the worst group ever. And obviously, what, 978 people died at Jonestown? Something like that. They, that was, of course, horrendous. But they didn't undergo this torture and this psychological trauma of doing well, just it to, what... being forced to do it to each other. But that's um, right, and the, the group stays together, and they keep going even when, you know, when it's something yeah. horrible as Jonestown is, mm-hmm. yes, they'd been sort of rehearsing it and saying that it was going to happen for a while, Yeah. but then it is like a one-time intense thing, yeah. but for that yeah. unrelenting horror. Yeah. There's a little moment of lightness here. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, remember, Ro- so Rock's got um, two children from his first marriage and 20 from his nine wives. So, you know, between 20 and 22 children here. Yeah. During this period where all this horrible shit's happened after Rock's got out of prison and he's just suddenly started doing all this disgusting stuff, Samuel's mother left the group. Took two of her children with her. Good. Um, and, uh, but her eldest child, who was a girl, stayed because Rock wanted to marry her. So she took some time and adjusted to life outside 
and then she went to Canada's Children's Aid Society, who went, oh my fucking God, yeah. and took all the children out of the group. Nice little moment of relief. So, But had had others died then since Samuel? Uh, no. Or they were just all in that profound sort of torture? They were just all in that Fuck. torture, um, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Fuck. Yes. But the... So now... We're at uh, end of 1987, beginning of 1988. All the children are out of the group. The children are safe. Woo! Woo! Well done, uh, Samuel's mother. Yeah. Well, yeah, with all of that going on, that's fucking brave. Oh, yeah. Um, So now I'm going to talk to you about uh, Gabrielle Lavalie, who you've seen a picture of. Gabrielle's the one on the far... Oh, sorry, my right, your left of this picture. Okay. She was one of his wives, you know, loyal follower. Uh, she hadn't sold enough pastries, so uh, Rock took out eight of her teeth um, as punishment, um, and she ran away from the group. But she didn't know what she was doing, so she returned a few days later. She didn't know where she was, she didn't understand the world, so she just went back to what she knew. A few days later. This is gory. This part is gory. Skip on a few minutes. Uh, this is the good. Oh, this John, is I told so you. Bleak, I really, really, I really wasn't prepared when no. you said it was dark for how dark it was going to be. I mean, do you want me to stop and us pick this up another day, or just want to keep no, going? No, let's. I think let's power through. Okay. Um. So another member, Solange, which is a nice name. Uh, Solange is the lady in the front uh, left side of this picture giving him a little kiss on the okay. cheek that's Solange Solange's got a stomachache complaining of, of stomach pain and so Rock decided to operate on her this part I couldn't type so I had to just take it all in a quote it's a quote from grimhappenings.com um, I'm just going to read okay. it word for word because I couldn't process this to type it I'm going to read it quickly it, if, you, if you've got the um, if you've got an uh if you use Apple Podcasts to get your podcast, press the 15 seconds thing two or three times and we'll be through it. <clears throat> Tiero laid her naked on a table, punched her in her stomach, jammed a plastic tube up her rectum to perform a crude enema with molasses and olive oil, then cut open her abdomen and ripped off part of her intestines with his bare hands. Tiero made another member, Gabrielle Lavalie, stitch her up using needle and thread and had the other women shove a tube down her throat and blow. Boyard died the next day. Claiming to have the power of resurrection, Tiero bore a hole into Boyard's skull with a drill and then made other male members, along with himself, ejaculate into the cavity. Rock became obsessed with her coming back to life and wore her rib bone as a necklace. Um, You, you can't see this now. I'm just staring down at the desk in front of me. As I'm sure you are as well. I'm really sorry, and I'm not even 100% sure that we should publish this episode. <laughs> but we'll record it. I think this it. has to have the strongest warnings go. on it. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. We'll make... Maybe we... I mean, he's full-on serial killer at this point, isn't he? Like, by all... Yeah. Pretty much. But, you know, when you hear when you hear stories about a serial killer, especially another true crime comedy, I'm putting that in big inverted commas, especially for this episode... Uh, Podcasts, they don't often go into the actual detail of what you you hear. They killed this person at this date. They killed this person. It's rare that you hear this because people don't survive it. 
because people yeah. don't survive to tell the story yeah. you know we're getting we're getting there we're getting there there's not much more we'll try and lighten it up at the end listeners yeah what can we do should we sing a song or something I don't know if I can I have more Gilmore Girls opinions <laughs> if that's useful um, so in May of 1979 Gabrielle who uh, she was the lady who had her teeth removed and had to sew up poor Solange um, she visited her brother who wasn't a member of the cult she went away to visit him um, and told him that she was afraid of Moses Rock um, but she didn't know how to live without him so the brother tries to get her to stay and she just she, she doesn't so she goes back oh, shit a um, couple of months later on the 26th of July 1989 oh this is another horrible bit shocker Rock tells Gabrielle uh, to put her hand on a table and then he stabs through it with a knife pinning her to the table for 45 minutes and he leaves her there he goes goes out of the room and um, comes back to find that her arm has gone blue uh, so he amputates her arm the same lady the following day July the 27th she escapes to a women's shelter but another male member of the group comes and finds her and convinces her to come back she See, that, that's what I don't understand yeah when you've got out and then you go back what no, the, the person who went after her yeah. and went no you should come back yeah but then they you know the, the way they're pitching it is this is how you're going to be saved this is how you're going to be purified Moses knows what he's talking about you don't know he knows he's he knows what's best for us this it's is just God's yeah sort of it's just so incomprehensible isn't it yeah you know I mean we amongst many reasons didn't join a group today yeah because they wanted to charge us 16 pounds for a book <laughs> not because yeah. they were no, asking no, us to cut amputating our loved ones or yeah shit yeah a month or two weeks later she escapes again she gets out and this time she goes to a hospital and this time she goes i need to talk to the police great and so she describes the abuses she's had to the police this is the last description of abuse i believe yes Yep, this is the last description of any kind of abuse. I'm going to get through it. Okay. Press your 15-second button once. Uh, Rock uh, broke off a hypodermic needle in her spine. He burnt her genitalia with a welding iron. He cut off one of her fingers. He mutilated one of her breasts. And he hit her in the head with the blunt side of an axe, which fractured her skull. August 16th, she escapes. August 19th, police raid the Burnt River compound. Thank God go for in. that. It's empty. Everyone's run away. Rock is captured a month later. They've got him. Good. This is the end. We've reached Good. We're over an hour. Rock's been got. Good. Rock's been got. And the cult dissipated. Bear in mind, these, these 20 children have been... Yeah, they've already to, been gone and yeah, out. And... They've been moved to a stable environment. Um, and the, the few adults... There were never more than 40 members in this group. The few adults that were still following him you know, hopefully went on to do nicer things. I'll be honest, by this point of research, I was done yeah, reading I've... about this Jesus. fucking prick. I've, ne- I've never heard of this. No. It was on a list on, I think it was ranker.com, like, craziest cults you've never heard of. And well, so I was like, yeah, oh, I haven't on heard of counts. these guys. Oh, look, they sell baked goods. What the fuck? Um, so Rock pleads guilty to the mutilation of Gabrielle, and he's sentenced to 10 years. And then as all this further information comes out, uh, he pleads guilty to Solange's murder, the lady with the um, uh, surgery. Yeah. 
and he's sentenced to life in prison. So this he's arrested in uh, 1989, uh, sentenced Great. to 10 years in 1989 for the mutilation, and then they find out about this other woman. He's sentenced to life on January the 18th, 1993. Yep. In that interim period between 89 and 93, three of his wives visit him in prison, and four babies are delivered as a result of these visits. They're allowed conjugal visits, and he has four more babies. True. So they're around my age, these kids. Now, poor guys. Uh, still in prison. Yeah, still in prison. Um, at a parole hearing in 2002, the judge basically says, to use another uh, uh, James Patrick Allo, Jimmy Wisman, crime in sports reference, you, sir, may fuck off. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I hope he really did say that. I hope so, too. He also, Rock also said, oh, I don't really want to leave prison because I'm f- scared of my safety. But everyone else is like, no, fuck you. Stay in You're there. No in one there, cares. Yeah. No one cares what you think. No one cares about your safety. Just stay in prison. You're not allowed out here. Holy Gabrielle, shit. who by this time is 52. Still alive. Good. Uh, she told reporters um, after this parole hearing, the population, myself included, will be able to have a long night's sleep tonight. Sitting behind him at the hearing uh, brought back all of the memories of the time when I weighed 80 pounds and I had to help the authorities to capture him. I mean, that must be amazing as well, to see someone who seems untouchable and is doing all of that dark fucking shit to then see them completely stopped and accountable must be Mm -hmm. extraordinary. So that was uh, 2002, 16 years ago. Okay. That happened. Uh... Seven years ago, February 26th, 2011, there is another prisoner in, in the in the prison that Rock is living in. Uh, his name is Matthew Gerard MacDonald. He's age 60. He's a prisoner. He's serving life for murder. Matthew walks into Rock's cell and stabs the fucker to death. Yay! Did, did he know who he was? Yeah. He, well, you know, in prison people talk about why yeah. they're in. Um, Rock is a... Arrogant was an arrogant man. Yeah, yeah. He was proud of what he'd done. He was proud of having Shit. this commune of people. Matthew uh, stabbed him to death, walked straight to the guard station, hands them the knife and said, that piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. Fuck. That is the end. That's the end of... This is me closing all my various documents of Rock, Terrio, that fucking bastard. Sorry for all the swear words, Mum. But... I'm sure you've stopped listening by this point. <laughs> kind of hope everyone stopped listening by this point. Yeah. Jesus. Um, so, Fuck. listeners, I'm sorry you had to hear all that. I did read some uh, worse stuff that I didn't include. Uh, that Thank is you for the, that. That's the sanitary Well, well told, Sam. Thank you. Um, you can't Thank tell... you for getting through. Yeah. I think what you can't tell listeners is that we're both look pretty pale and drawn right now. Yeah. Uh, should we take a... No, let's not take a picture. We look like shit. No. Um, let me just give you where all my information came from as well. Uh, so most of it came from a blog by a lady named Denise No N-O-E, um, and it's just called True Crime Blog. Great. Um, it's really good. She's got uh, loads of different articles about loads of different subjects. So look that up. Obviously, some of the more disgusting stuff was from... Uh, oh, it's in my notes somewhere. The website I referenced earlier. Oh, yeah. Um... Real Life is Horror, which is another blog. Um, a lot of Denise's information came from a book called Savage Messiah, 
about Rock Terrio, which is by Paul Kyler and Ross Laver, and from my information came from Ranker.com as well. Little bits and bobs here and there. That's it. <laughs> well uh, done, Sam. I'm glad we both got. So, listeners, that. what I'd really like for you to do is just go and hug someone. Hug something. Hug a teddy bear, hug a cat, hug your partner, hug your mum, hug your friend. I feel like we should hug Let's, now. Me and John are going to hug. Because this is true. Bless you. Oh. I have... can't believe that was the one you chose because the other two were too dark. You know what they Jesus, were? I know. I know. So, listeners, sorry, we just walked away. I was going to research something else, but it looked too dark on the onset. Fuck. Uh, there was this cult about, I'll probably end up doing them at some point, yeah, yeah. have sex in yoghurt. That seemed yeah. <laughs> oh, I dream of the days of yogurt sex. <laughs> yeah. Rather than and then that. I was like, oh, but that's a lot about like sexual violence and that sort of thing. I didn't want to do that. I read about these guys, I read about like the first few pages, didn't seem too bad. So I'd already committed to the research when I got to the point of everything replaced a fuck. I'm just gonna finish this gin. Wow. Yeah. Um so if you've made it this far Thank you. Thank you and sorry. Go, yeah, like I said, go hug your friend, hug your mum, hug a pet, hug a teddy bear, hug your favourite book, hug yourself, hug something to make yeah. you feel better about this. Yeah, we can again, yeah, do something nice now to, yes. to lighten up. Yeah. I'm going to have a nice walk and a little ride on the ferry. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Um, uh. So, this, so I think it's worth saying this is... It's always a difficult... Given the topic we've decided we're going to talk about in these podcasts, Yeah, I think as we go along, we're going to find the way that we we deal with stuff like this, where it gets to that kind of yeah. uh, level. Um, we Yeah, hopefully we've stuck enough warnings out through this, and we'll do that when we post it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to... Put- and we'll... Yeah. yeah. We'll just navigate through this together. Let's do what? Let's do slightly joyful. What can we talk about that's joyful at the end of our? You know, I met a really nice dog at work. Did you? Yeah. What make of dog? Uh, it was a puggle. Her name was Lola. What, what is a puggle? A poodle and a pug. Oh, okay. Together. I would call that a puggle, but that's just because that sounds weirder. <laughs> Isn't a puggle one of those like a tazo? The little. Yeah. Our, ne- our next podcast, which is going to be much happier, <laughs> is going to be just Pog-based nostalgia. Yeah. What happened to Pog? If you have any Pogs out there, listeners. You know who has Pogs? Who? James. My boyfriend James. Of course James has, James has, has He's pogs. got a little pencil case with Pogs in. I'm going to have to find them. I wish I kept mine. I wonder if I have got mine at her- uh, mum's house. I definitely threw them out. I went through a stage when I was about 13. And, nah, everything I'm I used co- when I was No kid. one's ever too cool for Pogs. No, I know. I bet right, they're expensive it. now, though. I had though. so many Pokemon cards, too. All gone. Oh, you yeah. should have kept yeah. But that was my nice story. Saw so a really nice dog. One of those dogs that you stroke it on the chest and then if you stop stroking it, it puts his little hand on your paw on your arm to make you keep stroking it. That's a nice little story for you. Send us pictures of your nice dogs, listeners, please. Yes. And yes. Cats and Poggles and or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have you got any nice stories to finish this? Um... Sad Probably lots of things. I've just had quite a nice summer of doing nice things. I saw yeah. lots of old friends at the weekend and went walking on hilltops with them and pub drinking and yeah, Lovely. it's just been a really nice break over the summer. 
Yay! <laughs> no, we're here. Well, and we've had a fun day. We've, we Check yeah. out our other bonus episode that's just come out as well, because yeah. that's much lighter, I think. Hopefully you have. I'm not sure how in what quick succession we're going to release these. That's something we can discuss when we're not recording. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. A, that's a behind-the-scenes conversation. Um, this could be just a, another little bonus episode, because it's pretty horrible. John's pretending to smoke a pipe, which is distracting me from my sentence. <laughs> So, thank you. That's our episode. Uh, if you've liked isn't the right word for this episode, if you've appreciated our research and telling of this yeah. horrendous story, there's no way around it. This is fucking horrific. Everything about this is bad. Yeah. Apart from hopefully you've enjoyed the sound of my voice being sad. Who knows? Yes. Yeah. And my strong Gilmore Girls related opinions. <laughs> Or Gilmore Girls contact. Content, <laughs> uh, please feel free to contact us on coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Dean is a bell end. I have got no idea what John is talking about <laughs> at all. Is Gilmore Girls the one where they talk really fast? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I really, I'm watching. slightly embarrassed that I've revealed that I've watched <laughs> even as far as the three seasons that I have <laughs> as an adult grown male, but that's fine. It's, yeah, it, you're allowed. I just wish Rory and Jess had made it work. We're at Coffee and Cults on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We've also, uh, you can support us if you would like. We do this for uh, for free and for our own, well, I was going to say our own entertainment. Maybe that's not the case today. Today was um, not entertaining. Today was uh, drinking gin and trying to get through it. But if you'd like to donate to us um, and help us to create more work uh, and more episodes, we'd love to do that for you. Uh, you can give us a one-off donation uh, with coffee at ko. FI.com forward slash coffee and cults, and uh, we'll put that description, we'll put that link uh, in our description. Uh, or if you would like to become a regular supporter, you can now join us on Patreon. On that page, we will be putting up uh, some special bonus uh, sort of content, a few uh, sort of special one off episodes, yes, like the regular format. And we're also going to put some other articles and photos and stuff up there as well. So and please do things. join that. And um, we've got a few different tiers of membership, but we are, yeah, really wanting to hear any feedback you've got from for us. If there's something you want to see on our Patreon or anything like that, please let us know. Um, please do. We are let... doing this with totally no expectation either. So if you feel that you would like to, we would appreciate it. If not, that's cool. Hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, do let people know about yeah. it if you uh, if you've enjoyed it give us uh ratings and uh comments because that just means that more people know that we exist yeah um, and Tell we can friend. share the good times uh, don't we've... refer them to this episode as their first one <laughs> <laughs> this is i am i am dry we were going to record another episode after this listeners that's not going to happen now no. we're going to have a break we're going to um, go and cuddle our and, and next others. time <laughs> yeah. i will tell you about a almost murder free i think cult Ooh. that has its own theater troupe Ooh. So it might be a little bit light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's light ones for a few episodes now. Yeah. I say light, light in big inverted. Until the vampires. Until the vampires. Ooh. How's that for a teaser for the future? Thank you very much, listeners. Uh, we'll see you another time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Love, Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the culprit.